Hi, Joe. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. This is a really good podcast. <laughs> should we do some sort of introduction or should we just start? I, th- I, You see, look, in terms of podcasting, I like this kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I like hearing it sound sort of like a real conversation. So even what we're talking about now to go down the rabbit hole, to me, would be interesting. But I don't know if everyone finds it interesting. Well, it's the like first 30 seconds of a brand new show, so it's going to be a little rough. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, How was your week? Um, pretty good. I did. I mean, decent. I didn't do too much that's really exciting and podcast worthy, but um, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I did go on a date. Yeah, Saturday. Uh, that like I an told- official date, like a. Yeah, like a OK Cupid date. Do you know Wait. OK Cupid? I okay. Look, isn't like the same thing as like too many fish? I don't know too many fish. Is it? I understand what. It's probably the, pretty similar. It's a okay. website where but there's... Like, okay, Cupid's like free, right? Yeah. Do you get like... To me, I'm not even joking. I hear free, and then I, that means to me like cheap. And so that means you're going to get shitty people on okay, Cupid. I understand that, but I think free means you get a larger number of people, too. Okay, true. But is more better, really. You want a higher caliber. But yes. So, is there a paid version of OkCupid? Um, maybe. It's like premium, though. So you're in the same pool, but you have like added features. I believe. I don't. I don't actually know. I know the grinder added features are so stupid. Like, I don't know anyone who pay. Well, no, you can tell the ones who pay for it on a grinder. Can in you? case, wait. In case there are people who are listening who don't know what grinder is, how would you describe grinder? It's an iPhone app. It's a location-based iPhone app that tells you who is near you. Who is near you and wants to do sex with you. And you're gay. Yeah, they're all gay or bi. Or there's a transgender, too, a lot of them. So they're in my area. And where I live, there's a lot of women that are living as men that are cruising on Grindr. Oh, really? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Grindr is kind of a an iPhone app that helps you find people in your very close, within a very close proximity to you that want to hook up. Generally, but, but it seems to me that the only advantages of paying for Grinder is that you can see more people, which the caliber of people is so low. I wouldn't. I want to pay to see fewer people. <laughs> and two, that you get to put like little cartoony badges on. Which I, if I see a cartoony badge, it says to me the person pays for it and they're pathetic, desperate. Yeah, and I don't care about your cartoony badge. Anyway, well, back to your OK Cupid story. So. Have you dated someone from OkCupid before? Um, I've gone on a date before, uh, but nothing that was really worth – nothing panned out, obviously, because I'm still single. Yeah. So I met this guy, and we went out on Saturday, and I thought it was really good. We went to a Thai restaurant in the city, and – Wait, stop. What does he look like? Is he cute? Yeah, he's very handsome. Oh. Um, I think he's your type. He's – Indian. <laughs> Just kidding. He's not really your type, but he's um, Indian, um, tall, and he's very smart, and like everything looks good on paper. Mm-hmm. And then we meet, and he's still tall and handsome and very smart and has a wonderful job and is very good, fun to talk to, and I enjoyed myself a lot. We ate, and then we went to a bar called The View. 
which mm-hmm. their logo looks just like ABC's television show, The View. <laughs> and there's weird. this annoying old lady who talk over you the whole time. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, it's like on the 39th floor of a hotel in San Francisco. And it was wonderful. And like, I had a really great time. And then when we left one another, um, we both took the train to meet each other um, kind of in a central location. And we go to the train together. We hug. We say goodbye. And then uh, I'm on the train, like almost home, and I text him to, to say I had a good time, that um, he should hit me up again when we when he wants to meet up again because I enjoyed myself or whatever. And then he responded, um, "Thanks for dinner and good conversation." And that's it. Oh, and it was Saturday. Yeah. And you, and you haven't heard from him yet. No, and I have a strong feeling that I never will. Let me tell you something. For, I want to say, you know what? I should have interrupted you because I want to say something I was going to say earlier, which is I think in terms of Indian guys, you're not going to have the disappointment that you would like white guys. And I'll tell you why. Wait, what do you it, mean the disappointment? Wait, but could you kind of, <clears throat> you alluded to the fact that when you were like, oh, he showed up and he was still tall and he was still handsome. You're not going to find the deception with Indian guys that you do with white guys. You know, where like the picture's taken from like, 400 yards away, or it's a picture from like 20 years ago. <laughs> Their high school yearbook photo. <laughs> yeah. And you're not going to find that because there's already a bias against Indian guys in the gay community or Asian people. So I think pretty much what you see is what you get with an Indian person. I don't really follow you, though. If there's a bias and they struggle to get recognized, I guess you could say, why wouldn't they then show a glamour shot or a photoshopped image or, you know, something that oh, isn't okay. representative. I'll tell reality. you why. You see, because if I see a, a really good looking white guy, I'm only, I can only deal with grinder right now. So let's say grinder. Okay. If I just see a really good looking white guy and grinder who went to Harvard and is a lawyer and um, cooks and is also a professional gymnast, mm-hmm. then I'm going to be like, okay, what? All right. What's the other shoe to drop? Right. What's you the know? catch? What's the catch? Because that guy in the gay world, white guy, good looking, all the, everything rich huge dick he is going to be like you're big wait why why are you in grinder but an indian guy if it's an indian guy with the same things except he's indian because of the bias he would still need to be on grinder <laughs> i guess i get you so there's no reason for him to lie he's already there you're like oh yeah he's an indian guy people aren't gonna date him i guess i understand but i got dissed by that indian guy so you don't know that yet I'm pretty certain. Pretty Did certain. You, wait, wait. Okay. During the date, were you feeling it during the date? Were you like, oh, no, hey, this is good? Yeah, I felt it. I did, actually. Yeah, you're in a tough position because you can't call him and go like, hey, wait a minute. I thought we were – I was feeling – you can't do that. Because even if he was kind of liking you, he's going to be like, ew. Desperate. Yeah. And I left it in his boat. I was like, I had a good time. I look forward to doing it again. Mm-hmm. You hit me up when you want to kick it again. So now I just wait. Well, so I, I almost asked you his name, but I'm, don't, I mean, <laughs> there's one person listening. He might know this person. And I think, I mean, maybe if we were in India, his name is not, he has a very Indian name too. So it's well, not very common here. Oh, I see. Was he straight up like Indian from India? Like, oh yeah. Yes, he grew up in India until he moved, he went to undergrad in India and then he moved to the States for grad school. So, he's oh, so he had the accent average. and everything. Yeah, the accent wasn't that strong, but a little bit, yeah. I mean, he spoke English his entire life, but Mm -hmm. there was a bit of an accent. 
and you guys went to dinner at the View. When you guys were when you were ordering, was he like super helpful? Was he like, and what would you be ordering, Mike? And then like like almost like, have you tried closing your menu and then opening it again? <laughs> uh, Did he give himself like a super American name? Like, hi, this is Tyler. <laughs> All his family still live in India. Um, his all his siblings live in the states, but his parents still live in India. Did you ask him if he owned a tiger? <laughs> no. No. Uh, no. These are the questions I would have asked. <laughs> what about you? How was your week? One of the most horrifying things that could ever happen to a human being happened to me on Friday. I'm sure it was really bad. What was it? <sighs> Okay, so I have these friends, Chris and Mercedes, and they have a beautiful house, and I went over to their house Friday night for a little get-together with some friends, and because I have a long drive, I usually spend the night. And my friend Chris, it's a three-story house, so my friend Chris has a, a really nice office on the third floor, but it also has a bed in it, that's where I sleep, and it has a bathroom, it's basically like a little apartment, but on the third floor. That's generally where I sleep. And so we, we saw, actually we saw Liz and Dick. The Lindsay Lohan movie. <laughs> Have you seen that? No, I've uh, heard horrible things about it. Girl, though. it is <laughs> delicious and how yeah. awful it is. Anyway, we watched Liz and Dick and we chat, we sat around and talked a little bit and there were other people who were, everyone left. And as soon as the last person left, we were just like, oh, we are so tired. I'm going to bed. Like I can barely keep my eyes open. And Chris and Mercedes were like, yeah, we're going to bed. So they go to their bedroom on the second floor with their two kids sleeping on the second floor, one a baby, another one a five-year-old, sleeping soundly. I go to the third floor, and I start doing my nightly ritual for going to bed. Masturbating? I, well, that would have been part three if part mm-hmm. two wouldn't have happened. So part one was brushing your teeth, all that nonsense. And then part two was go and I Okay, FTR, for the record. I don't like talking about this, but I have to because it's germane to the story. <laughs> but I had to do my nightly, like, poo. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, and I'm, I'm going to put it out there with a normal, nothing unusual about this poo to remember. It wasn't a poo to remember. <laughs> and I flush a toilet. And girl, why does the toilet start like, it stopped? No. And I'm watching it like overflow. And I'm like, oh no. Oh my God. What do I do? What do I do? Was there a and plunger? It, no, there was nothing. And there it was just like a bare white bathroom with nothing in it. I was looking around desperately. And I was like, oh, no, what do I do? What do I do? This doesn't really ever happen to me. I was like, I don't know what to do. And then the, the water kept going up and up. And finally, it started, like, spilling over into the floor of the bathroom and covering the floor. and wouldn't stop. And so I thought, like, oh, my God, i got to run downstairs and talk to Mercedes. As I barrel out of the office, going down the stairs to talk to Mercedes, Mercedes is like, Joe, what's going on? And then it gets worse. What happened? There was a fucking poo <laughs> rainstorm going from the third floor to the second floor. Just f- that quickly? That quickly. Just like gushing water from the second floor. And Mercedes is like, ah! And Chris is like, oh no! <laughs> and then like, he, and then Mercedes is like, I don't, I don't know what to do. And Chris is like, well, I don't want to step in Joe's poo water. And then like, they're like throwing their towels on the water. And they're like, oh no, we're throwing their towels on the water. And they're like, I'm like, what do I do? And she's like, Joe, turn the knob. Did you know there's a knob under the toilet? No, wait, the- what? Okay, I just found this out. Oh, and it's then- like a little. I've seen it. Sure. Oh yeah. It's like it a tur- little metal knob under the toilet. And that turns the water off to the toilet? It turns the water off to the toilet. So I run up. I wish I would have known that two minutes before. Right. Clearly, (laughs) neither of us are homeowners, by the way. (laughs) We're like, uh, (laughs) call maintenance man. (laughs) (laughs) So then I turn the the 
knob and the water stops going, but the water obviously from the third floor keeps going down. And it, I'm not, it's not like a drip. It's like the entire ceiling is just gray, gross poo water just coming down. On the oh second my floor. God. I was mortified, mortified. And so then of course I'm like, okay, well I'll just clean it up. And they're like, no, we'll help you. But of course, I don't know why this is. <laughs> they don't own a mop. They don't they're, own a mop. No, they just have like one of those like Swiffer wet wipe things. Well, whatever. wait. Do they they pay somebody to come mop their house though? Yeah, I guess that must, person must bring their own mop. Right. Yeah. So, well, that's that's actually the happy ending to the story. So I have to drive, and they live in Malibu. So of course, the nearest anything is six miles away. So to drive six miles by a fakakta mop <laughs> and a bucket, and of course, everybody and a plunger. So everybody knows <laughs> what happened in my house when. I, there at twelve thirty and stool softeners, yeah, and stool softeners <laughs> and diapers <laughs> and and Febreze. So anyway, I buy that. I drive back to the house and I start mopping up the water. And, and actually, you know what? These what? old school mops—they fucking work. It was it was it was gone in like two seconds. What do you mean old school? Like like the big braided ones? Yeah, it was the water was gone in like seconds. Sure. So then I was like, oh, I wish I would have had this earlier. Then I was, then they were like, okay, we're going to bed. Well, I found out actually, here's another part. I found out when I went to the supermarket to buy the mop that they were talking to each other and they were like, oh, well, thank God the kids didn't wake up. And then the water, I guess, seeped through the first floor and like shorted the fire alarm and the fire alarm went off and they were like, ah, they had to stop that. (laughs) But when I got back, that was already done. It took me like 45 minutes just to go to the store. So I come back, mop it up and then they go to bed. I couldn't sleep. I was so embarrassed. And I wanted to sleep. I couldn't. Luckily, by the power of Judy Garland, <laughs> I had a bottle of Xanax with me. And so <laughs> I popped a Zanny and I fell asleep and woke up the next day. And luckily, thank God, they have like round the clock housekeepers. So the next day, the real ugly part of it, somebody else had to deal with. So we were, we, it, it made, it, what it did was it made the short, it, it shortened the time from horrible event to laughing about it to the next morning. Because when someone else is cleaning, if they were the next morning, the three of us were cleaning up poo water and toilets and stuff like that, they would be hating me still. But the next morning, we're like, ah, ha, 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 because there's someone, there's some, there's some Mexican lady doing it for them. I should point out though that, so somebody who doesn't know Joe, he jokes about anything and everything. Oh, and why? what did I say? No, I just want to point that out, but oh. I should also point out that you don't do poop jokes ever. Oh, I don't like ever you, talk about You it. avoid poop. At all, costs. At all costs. So for you to tell this whole poop related story is amazing. I've told, we've been on the phone and I've said like, um, like I just start telling a story that involves poop and you tell me to stop. Yeah. I don't like it. And that's why, that's why it was so mortifying. Everybody I've told has been like, Oh, I wouldn't be embarrassed at all. I'm like, Ew, no, it's, it's embarrassing, but I don't think it's really as mortifying as it was for you because of this neurosis <laughs> you have about poop. It was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. I also it's it's been mortifying for me to tell it, but I was I was thinking about this today, and I was like, you know, it's one of these things that I, I think I don't know where I learned this. It, it was I knew I had to I had to be the one to put the story out there. Otherwise, <laughs> if it came out, then people would they're like, oh, Joe's pooing in places, and like I feel I had to put it out there as a funny story. That way, I've put it out. You can't attack me now. It's out there. You own it, just like when the little kid from Who's the Boss came out of the closet. Yeah, but everyone was <laughs> nobody was nobody was shocked by that. True. Ganny Pintaro is his name, by the way. Oh, you would know. 
<laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't know half my cousins, but I know that Danny Pintaro <laughs> was a little gay boy. <laughs> On Who's the Boss. On Who's the Boss. Hey, have you heard about the um, airport in San Francisco, how they want to rename it? Uh, we're not going to make Harvey Milk Airport. <laughs> um, so tomorrow the Board of Supervisors is voting – on if they want to rename, well, they don't vote. They would put it on the ballot and then the people would vote if they want to rename SFO to the Harvey Milk no. San Francisco International Airport. No, no, <laughs> get over it. Well, <laughs> the part of the reason why it's kind of a, a big deal is, well, first, there's no airport named after a gay person. So they feel like since he was the first openly gay elected politician, that that would make sense. <laughs> But then, well, you his, don't need to name an airport after a gay person. The only people who work on those things are gay. His nephew also, um, in this story that I'm reading right now, he found his nephew said that Harvey never had a citywide election go in his way, go his way, because he was only on like a district level, so only part of the city voted for him. So if the whole city votes to name the airport the Harvey Milk Airport, then that would be like giving him that next step i guess i don't know so but you what? think it's well like the whole city then recognizes that he is um a representative of the entire city instead of just the little gay district saying he was i don't know so you think it's crazy well i don't th- i mean i don't th- on the levels of crazy i don't think it's the craziest thing i've ever heard in my entire life but i don't know you know what it's just i'm just i don't know i don't know it's just like are there, are there other gay figures that we could... I mean, I guess Harvey Milk would be the one. Yeah, I was going to say, who else has done the kind of work that he's done? Like, it's very... The dad from... The, the warlock from Bewitched? <laughs> Mike, Mike Brady, who was in the closet his oh, whole yeah. life and died of AIDS? Yeah, and then... Oh, and then the dad from Bewitched, too. Remember the, 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 the first one, I think? I think... He, or the second one, he was gay. A lot of those old guys were closeted gay men. Because let me tell you, here's, and I know this isn't a big deal, but I'm going to tell you. It's not a big deal in the grand scheme of things. Uh, but I have two things against Harvey Milk. And they have nothing, well, one of them has to do with Harvey Milk. Wait, you have two things against Harvey Milk and only one of them has something to do with Harvey Milk? Yeah, yeah. No, okay, let's hear, hear it. Hear let's hear out. it. One, I'll give you the one that has to do with Harvey Milk first. Little known fact, he was like a big supporter of the People's Temple, which was the Jim Jones cult. You know, now obviously he didn't know they were going to kill themselves and do all these horrible things. And I, and I will say Jim Jones, when he had the cult there, I guess they would do like good things for the city. And Harvey Milk was a big supporter of like Jim Jones and the cult. Okay. But I mean, again, in, in, in fairness to Harvey Milk, he didn't know the extent of the craziness. But two, my friend dated the guy that wrote the movie Milk. Mm-hmm. And I just don't like him as a person. The, Little white. His, wasn't his last name white? No, his name black. Not his black. It's funny oh. to remember color. <laughs> his name is well. He goes by Lance, but his well, his screenwriting name is Dustin Lance Black. So you don't like Dustin Lance Black, or no, you just he's very don't pompous. Like- and and here's the other thing too. So Have therefore, you- we don't name an airport after no, Harvey I, Milk. No, no, you're right. That's why I, I conceded that it should be named after him. But I'm just telling you why I have negative emotions attached to Harvey Milk. Got you. Um, some people are saying that they believe that the mayor, George Moscone, who was also assassinated at the same time that Harvey Milk yeah, was assassinated. Yeah, why are there no airports him? Yeah, that he's done maybe more for gay rights because he's the one that first appointed Harvey Milk to a 
a position and then he came he went on to do what he did but you know what i think is weird too don't you think it's weird maybe i don't maybe i don't keep up to date on this but diane feinstein never says shit about harvey milk well maybe if she's asked <laughs> but she's never like the movie came out she's not like oh yeah i knew that guy and right or any she's like oh yeah yeah whatever. it's a little weird um because i remember seeing the movie and i was i didn't know that diane feinstein was on the council with him like, that was... Oh, yeah, I, there's that video of her announcing the death. Yeah, I learned that when I saw the movie. Like, it didn't actually... Well, I knew that because I'm older than you. And when she ran for Senate for the first time, they played that clip of her making that announcement. Like, 10... It was the... I, you saw it everywhere. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I just want to go back in time and stop the killing just so we wouldn't have to hear sit through that announcement again. <laughs> I uh, care about my milk. For the record, there's already a, a elementary school and a library in a plaza named after Harvey Milk in San Francisco. Um, so people that are against this think that it's overkill. Pardon that pun, but yeah, pretty much. When's the election? Well, tomorrow the board will vote on if it'll get put to the ballot. So we'll see. I think last I heard, he how is this going to lose? Well, the whole city has to vote on it, and there's actually an economic impact. If you have to change the name of an airport, that's not free. Um, um, you know, a lot goes into it. So six of the 11 San Francisco Board of Supervisors have to sign off on it to even bring it to the ballot. And I think last I heard, five of them had publicly said they would. So it's kind of still up in the air. Just to get a vote on it, you need six. So hmm. Yeah, but okay. They always pass, didn't they pass, didn't San Francisco pass some crazy liberal bill like, like, uh, we're going to outlaw night or something like that? <laughs> Probably. It was something crazy. I don't know what it was recently. Well, well, grocery bags are not allowed anymore. You have to bring your own or you have to carry your shit out in like your arms. But they don't, because I know here some cities have that here. Yeah. But you just have to pay 10 cents per bag. For like paper that. bags. No yeah. plastic bags are allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those paper bags. They still do that? Yeah. Oh, okay. All A right. lot of stores do. See, it's easier in San Francisco because it's tricky in L.A. because L.A. is just a collection of cities. So you forget, like, oh, which city? Because yeah. Santa Monica does that. But if you go a block, you know, east, well, then Culver City doesn't do it. And you're like, if you forget where you are, it's happened to me. It's sure. horrible. And I'm carrying, you know, things out in my arms. I'm too cheap to pay 10 cents. Right. Well, it's kind of crazy. Like, the you tell people they're going to have to pay 10 cents a bag and they bring their reusable bags. Like, it. In a way, it's worked. They bring them. Well, here's the thing. I like the reusable bags more because they carry more shit. That you means can, fewer bags. You can fill it up full, full, and it's not going to rip on your way to the car. Yeah, I like them. I just I just forget when to take and when I shouldn't. I don't know. It's Have thing. you heard, though, about how they get really dirty? Like, people aren't, don't wash them, and, like, the bacteria from, like, meat, then you put fruit in it next time, and you don't know which bag had meat in it. And uh, You know what? I didn't even think about that. I never wash mine. Yeah, nobody does. Yeah. That's, ugh, now I'm grossed out. <laughs> I was using them to sop up my poo water. <laughs> I thought that would be fun. Good, good. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I looked for a solid 23 minutes through my – well, no, I did actually go the whole week on the LA Times on my iPad looking for a story about LA. Here's the deal. The only real story about LA was something that I was involved with. Sort of, not really. So that's why I was like, well, I can't do that. But I went to that Hill Hauser Memorial oh, yeah. on Tuesday. I saw on Reddit somebody posted video of it, and I like 
skip through it. It was very official. Like, yeah, that was the problem with it. I didn't feel like it was like a entertaining memorial service. It was like big names getting up to talk in in order. And I don't know. I didn't. I didn't feel great about it. How did you enjoy it? Well, first, let me tell you this. It was really cold. The temperature, not temperature, was cold. And it was at the Griffith Observatory, which is at the top of this giant hill that overlooks LA. And there were a lot of people there. There were probably about, eh, it's hard to count people, but like probably about a thousand Mm -hmm. people there. So of course there was no parking anywhere near. So I had to park all the way down the hill and walk up. And I was like, girl, there were almost two memorials that day. I (laughs) almost did not make it. I was like, ugh. And I would do that thing because people would be passing me and I'd be like, pretend like I was just enjoying the view. Meanwhile, I was just like, <sighs> yeah. I was like, oh god, what a great view. And then um I finally made it up there. And uh you know, you you're right, you hit the nail on the head. Part of it though, in in order to not blame them, is he made it very known that he did not want any kind of public memorial of his service. I'm being very careful here. Um I think Hugh Hauser led a very private life, you mm-hmm. know, and he never got married. Because he could never find the right woman. And so I think um, Hugh Hauser, w- being old school, um, didn't necessarily want the reasons why he could never find the right woman to be released to the public. Okay. And uh, Are we not saying that he? you think he's gay? I guess I could say I think he's gay. Okay. Right? Well, I guess who's going to sue me? Well, like, you can't get sued for saying you think somebody's gay. All right. You could get sued for saying, I certainly know that Hugh Hauser was gay. That would be oh, okay. something they could. I strongly for. think that Hauser was gay, and so nothing personal was talked. It was all about like his his oh, career. Oh yeah, this is career. Oh career, and so but the head of KCT, there are some cool things that did happen in uh in the in the ceremony. But um, like there was a really cool part where the LA an LAPD helicopter flew really low, and they it was like. LAPD loves Hauser and then flew away. That was kind of cool. <laughs> did they really say that? Yeah, they really did. <laughs> go to the video. You'll see it. <laughs> it was very bizarre. Just all of a sudden, an LAPD helicopter out of nowhere flies up, lowers, says that, and then speeds off. That's weird. And then this wouldn't have been on the video, but because the ceremony was at 4, but it ended like at 4.30, I would say, 4.45. And, um, then they had a, a sunset salute at 507. Uh, and that was really cute because there's a part of the, the Griffith Observatory that overlooks, I mean, it overlooks all of LA, but you can really see the sunset. And as the sun was setting, everybody was singing, uh, California, here I come. Mm. That was nice. But I, go ahead. I'm blown away when he passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly knew who he was and it, I wasn't like in his fan club or anything, but wait, should we explain who he was? Oh yeah. <laughs> I guess not everybody here. We should have done that a long time ago. So Hugh Hauser, well, you go, you could probably do it better than me. Hugh, yeah. Because you know what? I actually, I used to, I was listening to people. Well, I'll tell that story in a second. Hugh Hauser was a television, a local, I wouldn't say local, a California t- uh, television personality who on public television, uh, did a series of shows where he visited interesting spots in California. And he was super passionate in a way that you can really only get on public asset access TV. Like he would get so passionate about just the really mundane parts of California and it made it exciting. So anyone who's lived in California for a period of time has probably seen him on their TV 
So growing up, I, I knew who he was. I wasn't in his fan club or anything, but I feel like after he died, so many people on social networks and people that I've run into have um, expressed how sad they are that he's gone. And that's kind of, it's just kind of weird because, I don't know, I've never vocally said that I liked the guy, but um, it was sad that he died. Well, you know, I bumped into him over the summer and took a picture with him. Yeah. And even when I posted the picture on Reddit and when I posted the picture on Facebook, like I got a lot of karma on Reddit on the LA subreddit and on Facebook, a ton of comments. People were really excited just that I met him. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually really lucky because I know it's supposed to be some sort of LA rite of passage to bump in. Like what's your Hulhauser story burning into him. And, um, but yeah, when he passed away, I was even shocked by the amount of like people were really, really, really sad about it. Like very, very sad. Um, I think he was always very positive and very happy and just like that. That's actually how I got into him was I was, you know, working on this project and was really, 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 really stressed. I'd always known who he was and watched his show sometimes, but it was really stressing me out. And I would try, you know, I used to be my go to with the food network. Mm hmm. But now even the Food Network is super stressful because all they do is show this fakakta chopped. Have you watched this show chopped? Yeah, yeah. It's like a challenge show. Yeah, but they're always like, uh, I really need to win the $5,000 to pay for my cancer treatment. And you're like, <laughs> oh, no, I hope he wins. <laughs> you know, I hope he makes jalapeno poppers that these people – they're such jerks about it. Ugh. Anyway, so that was too stressful. So the only thing I could watch was Huel Hauser. And I just watch it like I would literally watch like – Five episodes a day, just constantly, because it kept me from writing, and I didn't have to think about anything negative. So when you ran into him, you were also watching the show that much? Yes. Yes, in fact. In fact, one of my biggest regrets is I happened to have in my car, and I don't know why. Here's what happened. I was driving with a friend who lives in Los Angeles, and he has a very dry sense of humor, and he was doing this thing that you guys won't think is funny, but I thought was hilarious. Where I was driving in Hollywood in traffic, and he would just point out very obvious things as we were doing a tour. He'd be like, "Oh, there's a there's a man with a baby. Oh, look, there's a McDonald's." And like he was just he kept doing that, it was making me laugh. And then he went, "Oh, there's Hill Hauser. And I was like, "What?" And there he was on the street. And this is unusual too. There's never parking on Hollywood Boulevard. There was a parking spot right in front of him. So he and just pulled like, over and jumped out. Went in, jumped out. He's like, two guys just pulled up in front of me. He was on the phone. And I waited for him to get off the phone. And then I just uh, told him what a big fan I was. And uh, and I took a picture with him. It was really nice. <laughs> it was really great. I was, I, I thought it was, as he was posing with the picture, as he was posing for the picture with me, I said to him, and we were talking because he was mumbling that he wasn't really ready to take a picture, which I think I realized now he was really sick during the summer. And everyone who saw the picture commented how sick he looked. And he said, like, I don't really know if I look good enough to take a picture. And I was like, of course, I ignored him. And I was like, um, oh, you don't realize how important this meeting is to me. And then uh, that was it. He went off into the sunset. So you're glad that you went to the memorial service then? I'm even glad if it went kind it was a big of waste of time. It was a big waste of time. Right. It was like, oh, I'm the councilman from this place and blah, yeah. blah, blue. And, oh, but anyway, so get this. So the president of KCT, going back to what I was saying... He was like, um, Hillhauser really didn't want a memorial. In fact, uh, he called me personally and sent a notarized letter saying that. And I was like, then why are we doing this? Like, <laughs> he clearly didn't want this, right? Okay. So that was and that. That's weird, too, that he would bring it up 
at the memorial service that is against the direct wishes of the person they're memorializing. People were saying weird shit because that councilman that put it together, Tom LaBonge, uh-huh. at one point he wants to drop that Jane Lynch, she of TV's Glee, um, had some nice words said about Hugh Hauser, but clearly didn't want to go to this memorial. So he says, he goes, I was just on the phone with Jane Lynch. She called me on my private line because she wants one of her trees trimmed. And I was thinking like, oh, people can just, celebrities can just call you on a private line about their trees? That's so weird. It's weird that it happened, sure. But it's so weird that he would bring it up at a memorial service for somebody else. That, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, look, I know on some level that celebrities call councilmen directly and ask them to trim their trees. But I wouldn't think I could talk about it at this public (laughs) event. So weird. She was handing me a cash full of envelope to make something go away, (laughs) and she put a little note in there about Hillhauser. That's the only thing, really, to say about the Hillhauser Memorial. Mm. So what about next week? What are you doing? Anything? I am – tonight, I'm going to maybe go to a really good taco truck and then go see a movie – at what, a friend's house. What movie? I don't know. I think oh. it's going to be one of those screener. Look, Beaten L.A., here's one of the great things about Beaten L.A. and sort of being close to show business. <laughs> is the true mark of your status is is the quality of screeners you can get. Sure. So I think it's going to be one of those screeners. Okay. That's how you show off your screeners. Gotcha. The better screeners. Like, in other words, if you have, like, a Lincoln or a Life with Pi, oh, you're up there. So, Got it. Yeah, so I think this person has a screener, so I don't know what's going to be. Okay. Um, but did I do anything big? You know what? You would think I prepare for this goddamn podcast. No, why would you? I I forgot to prepare this part, but what I was doing this week. Oh, I might be. No, there is. A, this is a big thing. I'm going to be having lunch with an old friend of ours. Oh, I don't know if you knew him, named Mark Salata. Oh yeah, well I I knew Gary really well. His brother. Yeah, I don't think you knew his brother. Mark. I, I met his brother, but I didn't know his brother. Yeah, I'm having lunch with Mark Salata. Did you hear Gary's cat died? Remember the cat that he loved more than Kate when he was dating Kate? Well, what did, I'm surprised the cat was still alive. Yeah, like 17 year old cat oh just died God. like this last week. Okay. <laughs> did his tears rest his parts? <laughs> Look, okay, that's too inside. You might edit that out, but if in case you don't, the joke about Gary was that he was very robotic in <laughs> both emotion and movement. Yeah. Um, so yes, his tears rested his parts, but, um, so you're going to have lunch with Mark. I'm having lunch with Mark Salata, and then I feel like something's going to, I don't, I think those are two big things that are going on this weekend, this week. You know what's funny is, I don't know, I'm, I'll probably hang up the phone and go like, oh, that's right, and I'm running for city council, you know, <laughs> I, and I'll forget. Right. I'm going to name, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to get an airport named after, uh, the woman who played the secretary on Moonlighting. <laughs> Um, I, did I tell you I bought a bike? Okay, once again, like with Gary's cat, I just assumed it was dead. Living in San Francisco, I just assumed you owned one. No, I just bought one. So I started riding my bike to work last week. I did it two days and then I'm going to continue that. Hopefully I'll get better at it because I did it on Thursday and on Friday. And when I would get to work, I couldn't talk to anybody for 30 minutes because I was like out of breath, wheezy, and I'm so out of shape. So hopefully I'll get a bike that hard. Well, I live, maybe I I live two miles away. It's not, it's not as easy as I thought it was going to be. It's hard. And then when I get there, I have to carry the bike upstairs. Ew. Yeah. 
So, well, you know, wait, I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt you. I'm really excited about you. Have you heard about this cardboard bike? No. I'm excited. This is why I haven't bought a bike yet. Cause I know it's going to happen in the next year or two. This guy, he worked for like 10 years on this. He invented a cardboard bike. Okay. That he worked for the, the, the time he spent was really just making cardboard strong enough to hold up human being, but also like, and be weatherproofed and whatnot. It was really working on the materials, but it's super, super light. Mm-hmm. And he's saying even with like a massive profit, bike stores could sell this bike for like, I think under 50 bucks. I think it was maybe even close to 30 and it was a good quality bike and it's all cardboard. So if, if someone steals it or lose it, you lose it. It's 50 bucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, the wheels aren't cardboard. Right? The wheels are cardboard. No. Yes. The tires are cardboard. I'm going to Google this. I'll have to look this up. Maybe the tires aren't cardboard. Look that part up. Okay. But how much are tires? Uh, they could be expensive. It depends. Well, look, he's not building, like, a bike to go do the, the Tour de France. I think it's just a bike to go from point A to point B. Sure, a commuter bike. Yeah, I think. Yeah, look it up. It's, it looks really cool, and I'm really excited about it, and I really want that to happen. That is cool. So I'm going to try to stop being so wheezy when I get to work. But I also started – maybe I shouldn't have done it at the same time that I started this exercise thing, but I started eating differently mm-hmm. for diabetes. Oh, it's right. And paleo. Yeah, kind of like a paleo or um, basically ultra, ultra low carb. Mm-hmm. And so I'm doing okay. The problem that I'm having is caffeine though because I'm not supposed to be drinking diet soda, but I, mm-hmm. I haven't stopped. And then coffee is hard for me to drink without cream. So it's been difficult. What about non-dairy creamer? I don't like non-dairy creamer. I've never oh tried God. mocha mix though. Oh, my mom swears that? by it. My mom swears by it. I might have to give that a try because I think it's super low carb. I don't know if it has um, very many at all. So Yeah, my mom loves it. In fact, she made a cake with it, which sounds gross. I don't know what that cake tastes like. And I was, that, I was like, she, I don't know. That sounds fine. I had, a cr- I had a crazy aunt. She had like Alzheimer's, but she didn't drink milk. She only drank mocha mix. You know what's funny is this is the first episode. You would have thought we would have like talked about who we are and how we know each other. <laughs> And we did, look, uh, if it's people that know us, they're going to be fine with this podcast. But now that you think about it, there are people who were going to play the first episode and they're going to be like, just two random people just started a conversation. Should we fix that or what? No, I like okay. it. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we'll, you look, here's, okay, this is what's happening next week. Next week, you're going to hear about my lunch with Mark Salada. You're going to hear about this stupid taco thing that I went to. And then you're also going to hear about how Mike and I know each other, how we met, how, what we do, who we are. Well, obviously, I'm imagining, maybe you're not, that you're going to promote this on your other podcast or your, through your Twitter feed or something. Yeah. <coughs> so and I think, I think over time, I mean, like any show, like you don't have to give all the background in the first episode. For those of you who listen to this, uh, what some would call lies, I've asked, I keep saying like, Mike, uh, when is there gonna be a what? What is there gonna be an episode that Joe's uh, Joe's even mentioned? You're mentioned. I've never been mentioned. Yeah, you've been mentioned, but you don't listen. So how would you know? I do listen. I just haven't listened since I got mad at you. <laughs> you've been mentioned. You just haven't heard it. That's your yeah. own fault. So that must have been what since October. I got mad at you in October. What did you get mad about me? Mad? I'll tell you why I got mad at you. I'll tell you. So listen to this. So Mike Hawson's like. 
hey, like casually, he's very casual about it. He's like, oh, I'm going to be in LA this weekend shooting this video or something like that. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And oh, then, yeah. and whatever, right? And then I actually, I actually forgot, to be honest with you. I forgot. And then either I called you or you called me. I don't remember how it happened. But you said, like, oh, sorry, we didn't meet up. And I was like, oh, my God, thank God. I'd forgotten and had made other plans. And also, I'm in Malibu, which is so far from – you were, like, in Silver Lake or something or Echo Park. Or Burbank. Oh, it's even farther. Oh, my God. So like I was in Burbank, and I said, I don't know what the schedule is going to be like, but we're shooting all day on Saturday. So if there's time Saturday night, let's meet up since we're going to be so close. We got done Saturday around midnight. And I text you and I oh, said, hey, was, we're okay. just getting done. So uh, I had forgotten. Okay. So yeah. I had forgotten. Right? <laughs> so, so glad like, you held a grudge for so long. Well, here's what it is. Here's what it is. Then I'm like, at that time, I was like, oh, I was actually like, whew, like wiping my brow thinking like got out of that one. I, I forgotten. And then like the next day or something on Facebook, you have all these pictures of all this fun you were having in LA at the shoot. And, as you're going around town. No, at like, the shoot. In LA, I was like, oh, look at this. Look uh, at this. He was in, Mr. I Have No Time was like at the farmer's market picking oranges. No. And I'm like, at Universal Studios on like no, a tram no, tour. No. <laughs> I was in the shoot. <laughs> he was, the he entire was putting time. his feet in Betty Grable's footprints in front of the Grammy's <laughs> Chinese Theater. And I was like, oh, look at this. Uh, look at this. And I was mad at you. So what ha- what episode did it tell me? And I'll look and listen to it. I don't even know. You have to listen to them all now. What's what's the title of it? I don't even know. It wasn't like the Joe Batance episode. Are you saying I, your last name on this, by the way? I don't care. Yeah, I'm not Shannon. Okay. I did a podcast with someone named Shannon. And we weren't allowed to say her last name. Do, do my last name. I don't care. Wait, why weren't you allowed to say her last name? Who knows? She has a career with her full name, right? Yes. She was afraid <laughs> that it would... She was... Don't, that's, look, Shannon is a whole other episode. You know what? And we should do it when she's, we'll have Shannon sit in one time. Okay. And, um, and she, we can talk about it in front of her. But yeah. Anyway, um, you know, we should do it. We should do it when Shane's in Oakland and then Shane can be with you. That'd be fun. And then I'll be with Shannon. Anyway, um, oh wait, that makes no sense. Shannon, Shane and I had a podcast that no, that 200 people listen to. Oh, how do we, how do we end this then? I don't know. Like if I'll cut all this discussion part out, but what do we just say? Okay, I'll talk to you next week. Oh, wait, should we have like a slogan? Oh, well, I no, think like a so cute. How about just like a okay? I'll talk to you next week or something like that. Like a like on a telephone call. Goodbye. All right. You're all really right. bad at goodbyes on the telephone, though. I know. All of a sudden, you just hear a click. People are like still talking, and you just hang up. <laughs> you hear? You know what? Here's what's funny. I'm not even being funny here. Is everyone tells me this? Like they think they've discovered this. Mm-hmm. It's the one thing everyone thinks they tell me that they're discovering about me. Like they've made this new revelation, and I, I try and tell them everyone says that, but I sound like a dick. Because, but I mean, honest, in my head, I feel that we have a proper goodbye. You just say goodbye and hang up. Well, okay, what do you goodbye. want to do? Well, like say. All right, well, that's it. I'm ready to hang up. Announce that you're going to hang up. And then you give a couple of seconds to make sure the other person doesn't have something else to say or at least allow them to say goodbye as well. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I just go like, to me, this is, okay, let's do, let's do one what it, what it really is like, and then we'll do one what it's supposed to be like. Okay? Okay. All right. All right, well, well good podcast, Mike. Great. Oh, let's talk to you. Click.
No, it's not like that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like, it's like, all right, it was nice talking to you. And you're Click. like, all right. And I go, bye. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you want me to say? No, you're doing it too good. Okay, I'll do it. No, I'll do it the way you want me to do it. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I think actually today was a good, I mean, we've done 50 minutes. I think it's a good episode. Click. No, that's not the way it's supposed to be. That's the way you do it. No, I want to do now the way you want it to be. Oh, okay, okay. All right. 51 yeah. minutes, yeah, it was good, it was good. I think it was good, too. Sorry. Um, All right, well, I'll talk to you later, then. I will talk to you later. All right, bye. Michael? <laughs> so long. <laughs> Farewell. Afida Zane? Okay, goodbye. All right, let's end it. Let's, 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 let's seriously end it right here. Okay, bye. Bye.